This is the College Investor Audio Show. Thank you so much for stopping by today. Today we take a look at and answer this question we get a whole lot. What is a Schedule K-1? And why the heck is it so complicated? And how do I deal with this thing? All right, we'll get to all those questions in just a second. But first, I just want to invite you to go ahead and hit subscribe to this podcast. You can share this with others if you like the information. And when you do hit subscribe, you'll get notifications on new podcasts because we post stuff all the time. You can also dive deeper into everything we talk about today at thecollegeinvestor.com and follow us all over social media. Just search for The College Investor and you'll find us. All right, so let's take a look at this. Schedule K-1. So these are tax documents used to report an individual's share of income associated with a pass-through business like S-corporations, partnerships, trusts, and estates. So someone, or typically an accountant or bookkeeper, has to prepare individualized Schedule K-1 forms for everybody who is a partner, beneficiary, or shareholder associated with the business trust or estate. So the K-1 form allows individuals to declare income or losses associated with a business and then to pay the associated individual income tax due on that income. Some major tax filing software does support entering the K-1 tax form. If you expect to receive a K-1 this year, just make sure the software you use supports the Schedule K-1. TurboTax, H&R Block, TaxSlayer, and FreeTaxUSA all support K-1 in all situations. Pretty cool. Cash App Taxes actually only supports the Schedule K-1 for partnerships and S-corporations. It doesn't support Schedule K-1 forms for trusts and estates. You're going to have to use some other software for that. But it's a good thing Cash App Taxes is free anyway, so you're not going to get charged and then realize, oh, it doesn't work. So what is a Schedule K-1 tax form? Let's dive into the definition real quick. Schedule K-1 documents are tax forms that businesses, partnerships, trusts, and estates issue each year, which we talked about. The forms allow the pass-through entities to show both income and losses and the various income types. Income types are dividends, capital gains, royalty and rental income, interest, and just ordinary business income. There are three different variations of a Schedule K-1, too. The forms for S-corporations, This is a pass-through business where the business passes income, losses, deductions, and credits to the individuals who actually own the business. S-corporations issue Schedule K-1 Form 1120-S. Forms for partnerships, too. So a partnership, which can include master limited partnerships and even some crowd real estate, crowdfunding, rather, real estate funds, they send a Schedule K-1 Form 1065 to all of their partners. Forms for estates and trusts. So estates and trusts, which is not supported again by cash app taxes, send Schedule K-1 Form 1041 to all their beneficiaries. If you're responsible for generating a Form 1041, you're going to need to use special tax filing software designed for businesses. But estate beneficiaries, those who received an inheritance, if you will, can use most tax software to file their return. So why are these things so complicated anyway? (laughs) The IRS tells companies, partnerships, and trusts to issue their K-1 forms by March 15th, but these forms are often late because they're so complicated to generate. A business has to close their books, if you will, for the year and then figure out and classify income and expenses. Then someone, an accountant or bookkeeper, 
needs to generate individualized K-1 forms based on each person's share of the income. Ugh. If a partnership has two partners that split the income 50-50, the math, that's going to be pretty easy. However, an S-corp or a partnership may add more shareholders or more partners throughout the year. The accountant needs to properly distribute income based on both time of ownership and proportion of ownership. I am not envious of any accountant who has to do this. And on top of all of that, the entity can claim legitimate deductions or credits, which also have to be proportionally distributed to relevant individuals. Yikes. All right, K-1 form due dates. Let's take a look at that real quick. Businesses, partnerships, estates, and trusts should send, or send K-1 forms by March 15th. This allows individuals to complete tax filing by April 15th, the tax filing deadline. However, a lot of businesses struggle to issue these forms in a timely manner, and because of that, you might need to file an extension for filing your taxes. And remember, the IRS doesn't give you an extension on paying your taxes. Oh, please remember that. Even when you file late, do your best to pay estimated taxes on your Schedule K-1 income before the tax filing deadline and be very conservative with your estimated taxes. If you overpay, that's fine. It's better than underpaying, trust me. And here's how to report that K-1 income. In general, you will not be required to file, quote-unquote, a Schedule K-1 when you file your taxes. Instead, the numbers from the Schedule K-1 will be transferred to your individual tax return, IRS Form 1040. The income, deductions, and credits on the form will allow you to figure out the overall taxes that are due. We highly recommend using either an accountant, a tax preparer, or tax filing software if you received a Schedule K-1. The software will allow you to transfer the information from your Schedule K-1. It may even allow you to upload the form and transfer information for you. While generating the Schedule K-1 is absolutely complicated, filing taxes with a Schedule K-1 just isn't. It's fine. You're going to do what? You're going to do all right. All right, so let's take a look at the taxes due on Schedule K-1 income. So these forms can be used to report a wide variety of income, like ordinary business income, interest income, dividends, rental income, royalty, and capital gains. If your Schedule K-1 form includes ordinary business income, you might need to pay self-employment taxes on that income. Be aware of this. Other types of income typically don't require paying self-employment taxes. You don't have to be a Schedule K-1 expert. Phew! Unless you're an accountant or a bookkeeper, you probably don't need to become a Schedule K-1 expert. So for the typical person, just the most important takeaways are that Schedule K-1 forms can come late, and you might need to file an extension to account for the delay. While you wait for your K-1, prepare everything else on your tax return and make sure that you've paid all your estimated taxes for the remaining income. This is so important. And that is our quick hit and show for today. That's all we got. But it was very important that we answered this question so you don't freak out when if this is something that's new for you. If you want to dive in a little bit deeper, find out even more about Schedule K-1 forms, you can do that at thecollegeinvestor.com. We have all kinds of amazing resources there for you. Pretty much anything you could possibly want to know about money and finances and taxes and all that stuff, even student loans and getting a side hustle. It's all there, thecollegeinvestor.com. 
You can also just search for The College Investor pretty much anywhere you are on social media. Yeah, we're probably there too. Thanks so much for stopping by today, and we'll talk to you again real soon.